You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. He's worthy of all adoration. He's king over all kings. He's lord over all lords. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. He's the one who was, who is, and who shall forever be. He is God of gods, the God of all flesh, the Father of all spirit. He spoke and it is done. He said, let there be and it is still here today. And when he says, let it be over, it will all be wrapped up. His name is Jehovah. He is the ancient of days. He is the first and the last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Now, turn around, everyone, and just say to the person, you need to know something. My God is the mighty God. He reigns from everlasting to everlasting to everlasting to everlasting. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. So 2020 is ending, but my God is just beginning new things. Hallelujah. Can you take your seats? Praise the Lord. Today is Thanksgiving, right? And today is last Sunday of the year. Praise the Lord. And you know, I think um, the normal thing will be, which we are going to do, we are going to thank God for January, for February, okay, and then March coronavirus came, but we have been jumping and passing. How many people have been jumping and passing it? It has nothing on us. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places, far above all the viruses and the pandemics. You know, last night watching the news, did you see, they said uh, Bill Gates is still marveling. What is happening? I said, hasn't someone told him about our God? That said, the diseases of the Egyptians shall not come upon us. Praise the Lord. And if by chance anybody is beaten, he says, if you look, you shall live. Isn't that what he said? He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, what will happen? Shall be saved. And that salvation is complete. It is total. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. So we'll bless the Lord for March, April, May, June, lockdown, lock up, lock in, lock out. Hallelujah. Our God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. So we thank the Lord for bringing us through a wonderful, interesting year. Okay? And I don't know about you, I believe that I have known the Lord better in this year than I did before. And the purpose of life is to know Him. So I think it's been a wonderful year. It doesn't matter how He may have rubbed off on you. If you've known Him more this year then it's been the most blessed year for you. And it's going to be from glory to glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. One of the things also we do, people do regularly at this time, is that we thank God we are alive. Isn't it? So let's appreciate the Lord for the gift of life. Hallelujah. Yes, we, we must do that. We, we thank the Lord that we are in the, in the land of the living. Hallelujah. 
However, I just want to let you understand as well that when we, with the Bible says Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4 and 5, it's not the sermon just to deal with some things before we go on. You can put it on the screen. When the Bible says, for him who is joined to all the living, what? There is hope. And it says, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Okay, verse 5 now says, for the living know that they will die. The fact that we are not dead actually doesn't make us better than those who are dead. I just want to clear that up. Because the religious thing is that we are jumping and we are dancing that we are alive. It's good. But let's see what the scripture says before we move on. The Bible says, or this scripture says, the living know that they will die. The dead are already dead. So for the dead, their matter has finished. But for the dead who die in the Lord, the Bible says, blessed are they. For they rest from their labors and they enter into their reward. So anyone here who has lost someone in the past few days, past week, past month, past year, past two years, who died in the Lord, they are not disadvantaged. In fact, if we had our way, we'll be with them. We'll ask Jesus to come right now. We go into our rest in the name of Jesus. In that sense, now the living who are still alive can do better than they were before. That's the advantage we have. We are not the religious. We, we don't want to catch into that religious thing where life is celebrated. Abu Shekau is still alive. So he's not better than the dead who died in the Lord. Is somebody getting my drift? So it's not that we're alive that is the issue. It's that we know something. It's that we know what? That there is an end. And then it also says for the living there is also hope. So whatever the circumstances and situations and, you know, where we find ourselves in, because we are alive, we know that the God who reigns, who changes times and seasons, is faithful and he will meet us in the name of Jesus Christ. So we settle that. So as we are jumping, we are going to cross over Thursday night. We are going to come here for the crossover service. But we are crossing over, holding on to God. Praise the Lord. So it's not the breath that we have. It is the hope that we have. And what is that hope? Christ in us, what is the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. Okay, so now having said that also, we are thanking God for the wonderful things He's done. How many of us have had the Lord's provision this year? How many of us have had the Lord's deliverance this year? The Lord's protection? The Lord's healing? Can we appreciate Him for all of that? He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. We're dedicating babies today. Okay? We have had marriages. We have had different things, you know. Some of us now, conventionally, this Sunday is when you wear your second Christmas clothes. If, if, if the family is very wealthy, there is up to three. One on Christmas Day, one on the Sunday, and then one on New Year's Day. So if, 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 how many have their second Christmas clothes on today? Can you put your hands together? Nobody? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. So, so we bless the Lord for his goodness, for the blessings that we have handled and experienced in the course of the year. And we know that he's always doing wonders. So we know that even today he will yet do 
28th, he will yet do 29th, he will yet do 30th, he will yet do 31st, he will yet do, and in the new year, he will continue to do what? Do wonders. Praise the Lord. However, come with me to Hebrews 13, verse 15, quickly. Hebrews 13, 15 declares, it says, therefore, okay, let's read it together, everybody. It's on the screen. One to go. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let's read it one more time. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, what this particular verse is saying is that my praise, my worship, my thanksgiving is to be offered when? Last Sunday of the year. First Sunday of the year. How do I offer it? I offer it how? Continually. And notice it didn't say, offer your praise continually. It says, offer the sacrifice. The sacrifice of praise. Now, if you go back, verse 10, verse 10, I wish we had the Living Bible. The Living Bible will say, for we do not have, do, do we have the, okay, thank you. We, it says we have an altar, the cross where Christ was sacrificed. Where those who continue to seek salvation by obeying Jesus, the Jewish laws, can never be helped. Okay, 11, let's go on. He says, under the system of Jewish laws, the high priest brought the blood of the slain animals into the sanctuary as a sacrifice for sin. And then the bodies of the animals were burned outside the city. That is why Jesus suffered and died outside the city where his blood washed our sins away. So let us go out to him beyond the city walls that is outside the interest of this world, being willing to be despised, to suffer with him there, bearing his shame. 14. He says, for this world is not our home. We are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven. And then he comes to 15. He says, with Jesus' help, we will continually offer our sacrifice of praise to God by telling others of the glory of his name. Now, what I'm trying to take from here is this. This verse 15 is one of the things that changed in the relationship, in the requirement that God had for his people. From verse 10, we are referred to another altar, which is the cross. Before then, every time you came before God, on a day like this, you'll be dragging bulls. If you didn't have the money, you'll be dragging a goat, a ram. If you didn't have the money, you'll be dragging a turtle dove, a pigeon, or you know, a, a canary bed, or whatever type of thing you could bring. You'll be dragging an animal because the only praise that will be acceptable, first and foremost for you, is that an animal will be slain and the blood will be offered. Praise the Lord. But on the cross of Calvary, when our Lord and Savior Jesus hung on that cross and his side was pierced, what happened? The Bible says blood and water flowed out. By that blood that came out, he once and for all satisfied every requirement of blood that was necessary for my worship and your worship. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? So you and I can approach God now wearing white. The choir, they were looking wonderful. Do we see them? I think to have money will fit you, Ray. Where is Ray? To be a billionaire will fit you. So you're wearing a body every day. You know, really look nice on them and top as well. Okay? So, so you can now come to God 
dressed up in white. If you were in those days, you can't wear white. You will be pulling your goats, you know, struggling with it. Somebody blessed us with a very fat ram and we're struggling to move it. It was very heavy. Imagine having every Sunday you're coming to church, you're pulling ram or pulling goats or dragging it. Can you imagine all of that? But the Bible now says that that one is no longer what required. Why? Because our Lord Jesus has made for himself, or rather made himself for our sakes, once and for all, a perfect and acceptable one, sacrifice. Praise the Lord. So we don't lift up blood that is shed from animals again. But what do we do? Now we are required. So what do we do? We offer continually what? The sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. What comes out from our mouth is beyond what the instruments play. Is beyond any of that. It is what you say. So if for the, re- for the part of this year, for the gone year, you had watched the choir sing, know that you had watched the choir offer the sacrifice of praise. Because if you don't open your mouth and give it, it will not be recorded against you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And if you dance and all of that is good, but it says the sacrifice of what? Praise, which is the fruit, what comes out from our lips. Now note here also that the Bible says it must be continual. It must be continual. It's non-stop. You don't have the privilege. You don't have the, 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 the latitude to say, okay, I'm happy. Let us praise God. We don't even have the allowance to say it is the last Sunday. It is special Thanksgiving. No. Every day, the Bible says, should be what? Continually what? A day of offering the sacrifice of praise. So it means then that this year, assuming, you know, we have thanked the Lord for the healing, for the provision, for the new clothes and all of that. Assuming none of those things happened, you know what they'll still require of you and I? That we offer what? Continually the sacrifice of praise. That's where I want us to get. I want us to get to the point where we get it that we're not praising God because we got something. You know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, praise, when we praise God because we've not fully seen Him. Sometimes when we say, oh, yigi, yigi, indescribable, I'm a mama, say, I'm a... to us it sounds big because if I look at Pastor Chris, I know him. He's bought a new nice car. So if I praise him now, I'm praising beyond what he has. His head might, you know, might begin to be big. But when you praise God, the best of your praise is lower than who God is. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? No matter how we praise him, we could never speak words that match his grandeur. His beauty, no matter how we describe him, we could never describe enough of his beauty and his excellence. So sometimes, you see, when we praise God, we, we come with an attitude, we are making him feel this. No, it's like describing a man, praise God, is, is Chumon in church today? Is he, is he in church? Do, do I have a very tall person in church? Or if I can't find a very tall person, do I have a very short person? Offer yourself, please. Praise God. Where is he? Two money, please come. Come quickly. Come, come, come. Run. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so assuming you came to church today and you met this, this you know, this brief man. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you, two money. Mm-hmm. You met this man, okay? 
and you needed to describe him to somebody on your way home, what are you going to say? One tall man. Praise the Lord. Just hold on. Assuming now you got home, there was no food in your house, and you needed to describe him, what will you say? One, follow me now, follow me. I need an answer, please. Assuming you got home and there was a lot of food in the house, what will you say? Assuming you got home and Nepal had caught your light, what will you say? Assuming you got home and your wife annoyed you, what will you say? Now, calling him tall, you have added nothing to him. That is who he is. When you praise God, you're not adding anything to God. That is who God is. That's why the Bible says that we continually offer to him the sacrifice of praise. The earlier you get it, the better your life will be. That is why the Bible says in all things, do what? Give him thanks. Why? Because he's always thankworthy. You may not catch it, but that is who he is. Can we put those hands together? And praise the one who is king. Praise the one who is God. Praise the one who is mighty. The one who made all things. The one who sustains all things. It doesn't matter what our experience is. He is mighty. It doesn't matter what experiences. He is beautiful. It doesn't matter what the experience is. He is wonderful. He reigns above all. Hallelujah somebody. Thank you Jesus. So we, we, we begin to comprehend this. And this is where the modern Christian, you know, has been, you know, this, this aligned. Because we come and we praise God for events. We praise God for occurrences. There's nothing wrong with that because the Bible says every good and perfect gift word comes from above. So we praise God for that. But where the gift has not come, you see, we serve a God who chose Abraham and said to Abraham, I will bless you. And I will make your name great and all of that. And then later on, he says to Abraham, I want you to know that your descendants will be what? Slaves in a foreign land for how many years? Not 40 days. Not 40 months. For what? 400 years. Now, how, how, does, how is that a blessing? A man is alive. I want my children to have a better life than I do. I want to know that they are living at a higher standard of, you know, having a higher standard of life than I did. Now, you don't bless me by telling me my children will be slaves. But you see, God is telling that. Why? Because there is something about God you and I must understand as Christians. We must adjust our perspective and know that even though we see life from where we stand, so oftentimes we see things sideways, praise the Lord, which is called what? Is that horizontal or vertical? Let's call it sideways. Everybody knows what I'm saying. You see things sideways, or you know, if it's bigger than you, you see it this way, okay? Or you see it around you. But you see, the Christian must adjust his perspective so that when you want to see things, first go into the presence of God and ask the Lord, please, can I see with your eyes so that I can see what you see in this situation? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If you don't do that, you will always fall into a trap. Now, oftentimes and many situations, what you see will be good enough. But this morning, I don't know if you heard the news that the, is it the can of PFN chairman in Kaduna was kidnapped. I'm a pastor. He's a pastor. Kidnapped with a wife in a prayer meeting. It breaks my heart. And if I had my way, I will come and hold a wailing service. 
and wail for the wickedness and the suffering of Nigeria. Leah Sharibu still spent Christmas, you know, in, 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 in the camp of the, of, of the terrorists. So there are things that could be very depressing. But when you take your eyes and you go to the most high God and ask him, please show me what is happening. If you are able to see through his eyes, then you can understand why he's worthy to be praised at all times. And that's what we're going to learn today. So that you can stop to judge life like ordinary men. You see, the Bible says of the sons of Issachar, they had what? Understanding of the times. And they knew what Israel ought to do, you know, at every time. But even today, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about perspective. Can you give us Habakkuk, please, chapter 2? It's not that understanding, which is very essential. But for this hour, the last Sunday and the beginning as we go on, I want you to see another perspective you must have of time. The prophet here says, I will stand on my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. If there is a word for us going into the next day, is please always find out what the Lord is what saying. It doesn't matter what you're hearing. Ask him, Lord, what are you what saying? Okay, my wife was telling me the story about a man who was going about, okay, even though I think he was just doing shoot. The man was going about, if he missed somebody, he'll ask the person, can you give me a dollar, please? I forgot my wallet. And if the person gave him a dollar, he'll give the person an iPhone, okay? And it's wonderful to do that. But imagine if he met people who didn't know that to give, or rather, is more blessed to give than what to receive, and they withheld from him. What would they have lost? They would have, lo- they would have gained their $1 and would have lost what? An iPhone. So it was the ability that to which they could see that determined what they received. Now, what I'm saying here is this. In this season, and as we go forth, I want you to learn to see from the eyes of the Lord. Because he said to the prophet here, he said to him, he says, watch to see what he'll say to me. That's what the prophet said. Now look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and what? Make it plain on tablets that he who, that he may run who reads it. Now in verse 3, let's read 3 together. We all know it. Everybody. It says, For the vision is yet for what? An appointed time. What will happen? But at the end, it will what? And it will not, though it tarries, do what? Because it will surely, it will not tarry. Now, when it says here, the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, it means it may not be speaking in the middle. Somebody's in church, somebody's watching, and it's as though the vision, what God gave to you, what God told you, is not speaking now. And if you limit your understanding to things by what is happening now, you are going to be confused. It says, write what the vision, because as surely I have spoken it, what will happen? It will come to pass. But now, it may not look like it. It may not look like it. Now, you may not even be able to explain it. So, when we, when we, when we reduce our Christianity... To today, today, you know, when I got born again, there was a preacher, a very popular preacher. His message was, Jesus must answer you what? Today, today. Jesus indeed has already answered us. But sometimes he says what? It will speak at the end. And I'm praying that yours will speak in the name of Jesus. It will surely speak, okay? So, so he goes on and says, though it tarries, what do you do? 
Wait for it. It will not lie. Why? Because God cannot what lie. But don't also forget that God dwells in eternity. A day with the Lord is what? A thousand years and a thousand years like a day. So you and I must adjust our heads to fit our thinking, our perception of time with his own. And remove it from where the world has pushed us, where we measure on the immediate. Now, you see, let, let, let me divide. Let, let's put that on hold. Let me ask you now. Okay, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. I use my experience. Okay, your experience. How many of us remember when they entered secondary school, the best students in class? Were they the best when you were living? Same experience with you. Okay, what of you invested? The best students. I think university was a bit more stable. So those who came in, because I began to mature. Now, let, let, me, let me put it this way. What is first? You know, what is first? What is first? What is number one is good. So if I came into this hall now, and there were gifts lined up, and I was asked to choose first. Everybody wants to choose first, isn't it? Okay, so what is first is very good. What is now, what is in the middle, is also good, is okay. But you see, there is something about what is last. Okay? What is last, what makes what is last the best, is that what is last cannot be added upon. You cannot cancel the last. Praise the Lord. Somebody needs to get understanding. You see, what is first can be overturned tomorrow. What is now is still open to change. But when they say this is the end, it means that it's what you have now that you have forever. It's somebody, let, let, let me help us. Penina was the wife of Elkanah. Hannah was also the wife of Elkanah. What was first? Penina was, you know, she was producing children. Abby? So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They love, loves Penina. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord loves Penina. Hallelujah, hallelujah. She was producing, just producing. And uh, uh, what's her name? Hannah was crying. Along the line, what happened? Hannah had a child. Who do, do you remember the names of the sons of Penina? Who would you want to be in that situation? If you were there, then who do you think you want to be? But now because Hannah got her own last and her last gave us Samuel, forever and ever, nobody will want to be Penina. I said, what is last? Mm. You see, the, 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 the Christianity converts a man from living in the now to living in the then. When the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for what? The joy that was set. Many Christians are living for the thing that is here. That's why you compromise. That's why you take bribes. That's why you cheat. That's why you commit fornication. Because if anybody will tell you, see, fornication will give you happiness five minutes. That's all. There is nobody who will look at fornication of two years ago and be happy. There is nobody who will look at adultery of even two days ago and be happy. But righteousness brings a peace and a joy 
that is glowing. You remember it, you rejoice again. You remember it, you rejoice again. You remember it and you rejoice again. Why? Because those are the principles of the kingdom. Immediate gratification. Yes, you have the money. Oh, yes. But when you lie down, I, I think I may have told you this story. There was a time I was, you know, after I left the bank, I think that was in Abuja. I was involved in some business, which wasn't bad, though. I was just making commissions, just collecting commissions. But the Lord said to me, the people who are writing those checks in the bank, can you preach the gospel to them? I checked it and said it might not be very easy. And when they write, they write, you know, and they put in the envelope, Pastor, okay, okay, so I come and collect. But uh, it's, it's my right. I'm not working for the bank. Praise the Lord. I'm earning my dues. But he just, he, what, what, in essence, what the Lord asked me was your testimony, not the legality or the, you know, whatever, the reasonability of what. He just said, what would be your testimony? And I said, I, I, I don't really like it. But, you know, I didn't stop because the money was a lot of money. But you know what began to happen? Whenever I go to the bank and collect the money, you know, you collect it, they give you cash. Once I come home, I'll start feeling sick. I'll start feeling sick. You know, there'll just be something about me. I'll just be feeling sick. Now I'm understanding, maybe the Holy Spirit will be grieved. And because I love him, when he's grieved, I will feel sick. I'll begin to feel sick. So I had to stop that. Not because it was wrong, but because what happened after I took it, I didn't like it. Now, what am I trying to say to you and I, children of God? I'm trying to say that for you to enjoy this work, for you to relate with this God, for you even this praise we are talking about, for you to get it to a place where it is right and stable, you must come to see God as the ancient of days. As what? The ancient of days. If you see the God, you see, it's only native doctors that when you go immediate wonder, everything that was well done in the Bible took time. Joseph became leader in Egypt. How long did it take? Moses delivered. How long did it take? Abraham, the father of faith. How long did it take? Everything God did was the best at the end. That's why the Bible says the end of a matter is better what, than the beginning thereof. May your end be better than your beginning. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's the pattern of scripture. But you see, we, we, we live in a world where we see now. Just the situation with Nigeria. Some persons might already begin to be discouraged. Where is the God of the Christians? Where is the God of Abraham? How can they break into a prayer meeting and do all of that? Come with me to Daniel chapter 7. Let, let's run through a few things. In Daniel chapter 7... We have the visions of Daniel. And, and in verse 13, in verse 13, it says, it says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the ancient of days. And they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and the kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, Note that, that the last part says what? Which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, what? The one which shall not be destroyed. Now, if you go home and read the rest of this, I'm going to pick one or two things from here. When you go home and read the rest of this passage, you see, this vision frightened 
scared Daniel. Why? Because they say, and one beast arose and terrified the people and devoured the people. Another beast arose and devoured the people. And Daniel was scared. Look at in particular verse 21. Look at 21. 21 says, I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints. And what was he doing? Prevailing against them. Prevailing against them. But 22 tells us something. It says until. I think we looked at until in church recently. It says until what? I, you, I, I don't see you understand. It says until what? Concerning Nigeria, a time is going to come. And the things that we are seeing will do what? Will be turned around completely. It says until the ancient of this came. And a judgment was made in favor of who? In favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for what? The saints to possess the kingdom. Somebody give a shout of praise. It went on. Let, let, let me read verse 25 for us. It went on. I, I don't want to, you know, talk about the beast too much. 25 says, the same beast, you know, or rather another one rising. Okay? He says, he shall speak pompous words against the Most High. Shall persecute the saints of the Most High. Are you seeing this in scripture? So it's not a wonder that is happening. The pompous words he will speak. Persecute the saints of the Most High. He will do. Look at the other one. He shall intend to change what? Times and the law. And the saints shall be what? Given into his hand. For a time and times and what? Half a time. But look at 26. 26 says, but the court shall be seated. And what will happen? They shall take away his dominion. If you've been in power before, eh, let me tell you, I've been close to people in power. I've not been in power. But you see, they rather they were never in power than losing the power. You see, the withdrawal is, is hurtful. Because all of a sudden, you wake up in the morning, and people are standing to know whether you want to sneeze or cough anyone so that they can put tissue in front of you. Then all of a sudden, you know that all those privileges, you're returning to yourself. All the names they called you. Your excellency, your ex, ex, ex uh, <laughs> this, all of that in a moment, in a moment, it dawns on you that it shall be gone. You know why? It is what is now, but is not last. That's why the righteous, the saint, you see, our position in God, I, I remember, thank you, Holy Spirit, as I just looked at my wife, I remember, one of my in-laws, you know, met me one time. You know, he saw me. I said, ah, I hear you're a pastor. He was meeting me for the first time. You know, my wife's cousin. He was the speaker of the house then. He said, I hear you're a pastor. Everybody's a pastor these days. Hmm. I looked at him. I said, it's all right. But you're a speaker. One year now, you'll be ex-speaker. I will continue to be pastor. If I call his name now, you won't remember him. He has expired. Do you get what I'm talking about? It says of the increase of his government, what? There shall be no end. There is no end. These things will happen. It says, but the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. I don't want something that will be destroyed. That's why the Bible says we are receiving a kingdom what, that cannot be shaken. Don't give me something that can be shaken. I rather don't have it.
Praise the Lord. That, that, that's, that's why people pay a lot for precious metals. You, you, don't, you don't want to buy gold or, you know, some precious metal and wait and it's glittering and it's beautiful. And the next time you bring it to wait, it's faded. You don't want that. That's why people are not paying for it. But if it can maintain its sheen and maintain its shine, then you pay a lot for it because it's stable. It will remain. It will hold its value forever. The same thing God is saying to us. He goes on and he says 27. Let's read 27 together, everyone. It says, Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms, under how many? The whole heaven shall be given to who? I want you to point like this. Shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. It says this kingdom what, is an what? Everlasting kingdom. And all North Korea shall ask us, what should we do? Russia shall ask us, what should we do? China shall ask us, where do you want us to go and usher? Is somebody getting what the Bible said? It says, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. It says, look at 28. It said, this is the end of the account. When he takes over, no other person takes over. Can we put our hands together? He's the one who wins. He's the one who wins. That is what gives us stability. That is what makes us to do shakara. That's what makes us to pray. Not what we have now that can be taken away tomorrow. You know, I don't know if I'm communicating to somebody here. What can be lost is not what crying over. It's not even what getting too excited over. It's not worth it at all. If it will not be the end, the final word, then just wait till you get the final word. Praise the Lord. So our Lord says to us, Revelation 1, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. That's why we'll praise him today. Praise the Lord. Because what? We serve a God who with 2020 will not expire. Who in 2021 will not begin to lend the ropes. He's Alpha and what? Omega. He's beginning and he's what? He's the one who is. So concerning even the noun we are talking about, he is so. Before there was now, he was. And then in the future that is to come, which you don't know how it will unfold, what is it? He is there as well. And he's not there as a participator. He's there as what? The almighty God. That is the God we come to worship. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, my my, my time is going, I I, I want to try and round up. So, what are we saying, brethren, is this? When you, as a Christian now, I'm talking to born-again Christians now. When we say, praise God, yes, we'll remember the good things he's done. Like for me now, God has worked out a marvelous healing, you know, I've been talking about this, you know. I was, I was in a situation where it was down, down, but God has just reversed all of that, and I'm just getting stronger and fitter and all of that. Everything just excellently working out. So, so, but when we praise God, we praise God beyond all of that. See why we praise God. When we give God praise, we, we automatically and incidentally, okay? Did you get that word? Automatically and incidentally, they can go together, right? Yeah. That incidentally means it was not your intention really, but it happens also. We, we automatically and incidentally put the enemy. Hey, hallelujah. Let, let me follow, sir. 
we, we automatically and incidentally put the enemy also in the place appointed for him. You see, in the middle, it's like you visit a house where the ogre has traveled. Praise the Lord. If you don't know the ogre and you meet the steward, especially if it's those stewards that have big belly, you say, good morning, sir. Please, I, I was wondering, can I use your water hose? He will look at you and say, quickly, old. But imagine if you came to the same house and you saw the big-bellied steward. And you said, uh, where's Mr. James? Where's my friend Mr. James? Will he answer you like that? Automatically, what happens? He's deflated. Why? Because you know his boss. When we praise God, we tell the devil, we know who runs the world. We tell the devil, we know who opened it up. We know who is going to close it up. We are not at a loss. We are not wondering. All this noise you're making is not shifting us. We know the ancient of this. Why are we ready? We know the one of whose kingdom there is no end. We know the one who reigns from dominion to dominion to know. You see, when you praise God, that's why the Bible said to us in Psalm 8 verse 2, it says, out of the mouth of babes, he has what? Ordained strength, ordained praise, that you may silence lens. You see, when the enemy knows that you know who God is, he will keep quiet on your situation. Can we jump up on our feet and lift up our voice of praise and just declare his worship, declare his dominion, and lift up his voice, and lift up his name, and declare that he reigns. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Let the heavens know that I am a believer in this mighty God. Let the earth know that I trust in God. I'm not wondering what will happen. I know who wrote the script. At the end, he wins. At the beginning, he set it up. In the middle, he's working it all out. He's putting everything in place. Can you just praise the Lord if you know who it is we're talking about? Can you magnify the king so that the enemy will take his place? He says, when we do this, we silence the enemy. We tell him, shut up. Your time is passing. The Bible says the devil has a short time. But for you and I, the best of our days are about to begin. Come on, let's put those hands together. Are we ready? Listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www at thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you